Welcome to the School for Small Business podcast, where small business owners come to learn the keys to running a successful small business on their own terms. We've been in your shoes, scaling from the basement to the boardroom. We understand the highs and lows of entrepreneurship. And the one thing we know, business doesn't have to be hard. Let us make it easy for you. No business degree required. Join us as we unpack what it really takes to have success. The time, the money, and the freedom that you desire, all while having a massive impact on the people you serve. It's okay to want it all. If you've ever referred to yourself as an accidental entrepreneur, this is the podcast for you. We're going to dive into the mindset, the strategy, and everything in between. While you're busy supporting others, let us support you. Hello, and welcome back to the School for Small Business podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Millard, and I am bringing you a conversation today. Well, really a conversation with myself, solo episode, but I want to talk to you about franchises. And before you hit pause on this episode, there is so much information and just thoughts that I really, and knowledge and mindset changes that I really need to bring to your way of doing business that stem from my thoughts about franchises that I just really want you to listen in and tune in. And one of the biggest talents of a business owner is being able to look at what works in different industries and then apply it to your own industry. That is how we end up with innovation and that's how we see these amazing changes happen in business. So I'm asking you to listen. I'm not asking you. I'm encouraging you. Um, to listen to this episode. I promise it's going to be packed full of goodness and it's going to be eye-opening for you. So if you're new to my world, you will not know yet that I have a really, I think I have a love-hate relationship with franchises. For the most part, I think I actually just, I'm not a huge fan of them. There are some strong franchises before I like hate on all of them. There are some strong franchises that are created that I think really provide a lot of value. And then there's others that I'm like, why would I want to be a part of this network? And I want to walk you through my thought process on like why I like each one the way it is and like the value of it. So buying a franchise, being a part of a franchise or franchising your business. So we're going to start with the purchasing a franchise. I, as an accountant for 15 years, I got asked questions over and over and over again. I'm looking at buying this business. I'm looking at buying into this franchise. What do you think? And what I will tell you is that number one in business, when you're buying anything, you need to be aware of who is selling to you, right? It is their job to sell to you. So if you are talking to a franchise, if you're talking to a landlord, if you're talking to a franchise that is, you know, selling you the franchise, that it's going to be in their best interest to give you everything positive. The examples that they're going to be showing you are going to be their most successful candidates. They're going to want to sell it to you, right? It's like buying a house. You get to see all the amazing features. That's what's highlighted in the marketing. They're not showing you, you know, the mold in the corner. So first of all, be aware of who you're talking to when they're giving you information. Are they giving you numbers and are they giving you facts? And are you asking the right questions to like really see the good, the bad and the ugly? Or are they just giving you the highlight reel and then your mind is taking it and you're like, oh, this could be amazing and we're dreaming. 
We're not really stuck in reality. We're dreaming on what this franchise could do for us. So that's number one. Before you even start talking, I want you to consider like who it is you're talking to and what their goal is. And then I want you to really understand the value of what the franchise brings. Okay, so anybody can start a business. If you're, you know, looking at supplement companies, tanning salons, a McDonald's, a fast food restaurant, yoga studios, anybody can open one of those. It doesn't take McDonald's name. It doesn't take a yoga studio's name. It doesn't take a massage. I know that massages, there's a company in the States that's opening hundreds of locations. It doesn't take the name to open them, but it can add value and it can also take away from it. So asking yourself, what kind of value does this franchise bring for me? Now, businesses like a McDonald's or a Tim Hortons or a Chick-fil-A, these names are so widely recognized and they have their success because they've created systems that make it flawless. McDonald's and Tim Hortons here in Canada, like you can open one on a street corner and you're going to have business and you're going to be profitable just because you opened it on the corner. McDonald's is bringing the people to you. You're not bringing the people to McDonald's, if that makes sense. So they have value. They have brand recognition. They have internal systems for getting you the product that you need. They have training systems set up. You can see where investing in a franchise like that has a ton of value to come with it. Now, on the other hand, I've noticed that there's a few like yoga studio franchises popping up. Now, back in the day, I used to live in a city and I went to a gym that was a part of a franchise and I loved it because if I was going to be on one side of the city, it didn't matter. I could go to that gym. It was kind of all across the country. So when I traveled, I could go to the same gym anywhere across the country. Notice how that franchise makes it easier for people to buy from it, right? It actually brings people in and it brings in loyalty. So there was some value to that. Now, I live in a remote city. I live 500 kilometers north, so like four hours of driving north of anywhere that would have something, any size town that would have any amenities. So now if I'm making the same decision where I'm not in that big city and I'm not, you know, wanting to be a part of this network, I would make a completely different decision about starting a gym that's a part of a franchise because people aren't buying that name here when we are very remote. People don't care about the name. They just want a gym to go to. When people are making buying decisions in remote locations, they're more likely to be thinking about the cost or the amenities that are offered and not necessarily the amenity being that it's transferable when you travel. So there are, when I'm comparing a Tim Hortons to maybe a yoga studio, I'm looking at it and going, I don't think that there's any benefit to franchising a yoga studio. The other thing is, is a yoga studio is pretty simple to set up. A McDonald's, the the training of the team, having how many people on staff to do the cooking and the drive through and even the build out is quite complex, right? Having somebody backing you on that kind of setup of a business would be amazing. Whereas on a yoga studio, like your studio build out is so plain, it's four walls and a few mirrors. Um, and then also, it's so easy, mind body makes it incredibly easy to set up the membership sites and the software, and really like cost effective. So then I start asking, 
okay, so what is my franchise fee? So every franchise you buy into, there's a cost to get into it. And then there's an ongoing fee. And then oftentimes there's also an ongoing marketing fee. So, you know, what are you really getting back for all of this? Maybe the cost of getting into the franchise is so small that you're like, yeah, no, like I'm willing to pay. You've done some work on, you know, creating a logo and some branding and you've got, you know, these guides or this website's easy to set up. So you're saving me money. Maybe that's a great decision. On the other hand, you might be like, wow, I'm paying $50,000. Like I could do this way cheaper myself and in the long run also save the franchise fee. So you can see where I'm like really kind of weighing out the decisions and I'm weighing out like what does a franchise give me? Now, most of the franchises that are smaller franchises that are starting out, I watch a lot of them fail the businesses that that are a part of their franchise. And as I'm saying this, I'm laughing because I have a friend who's starting a franchise and she's probably like never going to share this episode because she's like, hey, I'm creating a good one. I know her and I believe that she creates a lot of value. But here's the problem with franchising. A lot of businesses who do not have a sound model, by that I mean they are not making money consistently, they do not have proven methods, they don't have their systems in order, they decide to franchise even though they're not making a ton of money and they decide to franchise as a way of making more money. Like now as a purchaser of the franchise, as a franchisee, you are actually just supporting their bad business habits. And you're not necessarily getting much in return. One time in my in during my years in accounting, I actually watched somebody buy into a franchise. They were literally the first franchisee. They were on the complete opposite side of the country from where the first franchise was. And it was a restaurant. And I'm like, well, do they have some special menu? Like, what is the system? And I don't think that there was one. Somebody bought this name and then other than the name of the business, they, you know, paid thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for this. And they ended up going with a completely different business model. They did catering where the other business hadn't. They had a completely different menu. They added items, removed items. So they really are still giving up a percentage of their sales every single month, even though they created the business on on their own. And I think that's just a classic case of, I don't feel like I know what I'm doing. I want somebody to show me instead of having trust in ourselves or having that like learning mentality of like, hey, I'm going to figure this out or working with a professional to like craft your business model before you start that. But that for me was a case of like, this is pure insanity that somebody would pay for a franchise that literally holds no value. They didn't show you a way of doing business. They didn't show you a system like you use everything different. It was like they, it was like the two businesses had never met, but they were paying money every single month. So the thing is a lot of business owners, that's what I'm saying. The first guy who franchised that, that restaurant, he wasn't making a lot of money. He didn't have any great system and he sold, he sold the franchise. So I want you as a purchaser to be aware of that. And if you're the one selling a franchise, I'm asking you to do like the ethical and the right thing. And if franchising is something you want to do, you're like, Hey, I really want to, this is something I want, like massive locations. I want that to be a part of your laid out plan. I want you to go and I want you to look at, 
your business model and I want you to hone it in. I want you to get really good at what you're doing. Make this a really good business and then franchise it or at least get like 80% of the way there. Have something that really makes you stand out compared to everybody else that you're like, this is something that we stand out for and people want to be a part of this and then continue to refine your business to make it good so that you're not just getting people to join for no apparent reason, right? So as a purchaser, I just really want to reiterate, like you need to go back to the value and more importantly, you need to put distance between yourself and the person who's pitching the value to you because especially like go to an accountant, somebody who's risk adverse and they're like, yeah, I'm going to poke holes in this. I don't see, I don't see where all this adds up. Do some projections. What does it look like? Another time in business, I was working with a client who was looking to buy into a franchise. And I think the franchise opportunity itself was like fairly good. It was a fast food restaurant and they did give a lot of the pricing. I think they admitted a couple things that we were able to like ask them for and they gave all the pricing. But then what it came down to was doing financial projections. Okay. So like, well, how much sales do I have to do to make this business profitable? And even though it was a pretty well-known name in the franchise world, what happened was is because of the specific location, the rent was so high that they would have to be selling food. Like they couldn't have kept up with the demand for food to pay for the rent that was needed. So then they needed to go back and like look for a different location. So another example of like, okay, you've determined that this particular franchise holds value. The name holds value, the systems hold value, their processes hold value, but you still have to do the math on if this is a great opportunity for you. And I love testing my my assumptions. I love being like, well, how could I do this differently? Well, what if I did do this on my own instead of franchising it? You know, what's my, what is my plan here? You know, how, how does this support me? Am I outsourcing my success to somebody else? And Ultimately, all of this to say, I love franchises for when they work the way that they're supposed to, when they are a McDonald's where they've got the supply chain and the training and they're creating this really amazing system for you to be a part of and you're paying to be a part of it. And it makes sense because they bring you value and they generate value for you. And it's really give take relationship because they need you. They need locations to kind of spread their name as well. What I hate, like, oh my gosh, my seven-year-old would be so mad at me for using that word too. She should just hear the things come out of my mouth. But I hate when people buy into franchises that are like five or six strong, because typically what I see is those small businesses are just outsourcing their success. It's a little bit scary. They don't think they know how to do it. They have outsourced their success by trying to buy into the franchise and they don't get any value for it. It's it's a business that's tried to franchise that doesn't have a proven method of doing things well. And that's what you need to know. What is the secret sauce? What are you buying? You are buying the secret sauce. So what is it? And if you don't know that, you should not be buying a franchise. And if you don't know that, you should not be franchising your business because Franchising your business is not a way of making money. Go back to serving your clients well. Figure out how to do that better. 
if you're in a position where you're like franchising and you're like, hey, I want to do this to make a little bit more money, that is like, I don't know, completely unethical. And it's like stealing candy from a baby. You're telling people you're doing great. That's like the worst shadiness on social media when everything looks great and then the behind the scenes is chaos. I don't think you should do that. And I think that's a good place to end on my rant. So moral of the story, franchises can be awesome. Just like any business, I want to know what is the secret sauce. You are buying the secret sauce. So what is it? You are selling the secret sauce. What is it? How do you do things differently? And if you're in the position where you're actually looking to franchise your business, I think that you really need to invest some time talking to somebody who's done the franchising process before and really having them test and poke holes in what you're doing. Is your business successful only because of your location? Is it successful because of your specific employees? How repeatable is this process, right? Testing yourself and asking like, can anybody actually do this the way I did this? Can I train somebody to have the same success? Obviously, you're not going to take on all of the risk because they have to put the effort in if they're buying. But asking yourself those questions before you start franchising will save you in the long run because you're not going to end up with a couple people in a five-year term that end up really dissatisfied. You're not going to end up with a couple people who are so miserable that when you get to like the sixth or seventh person and you're trying to get another franchisee on board that all of the first five are like, wow, this is not paying me. I'm paying every month and I don't know what for. So, you know, really put put it to test before you decide to take this leap. And, you know, all coming back to where is the value in this? Okay, I said I was going to stop already once. This is really it. If you like today's episode, please tell me what you think. Have you bought a franchise? Have you considered buying a franchise? What was your experience? I'd love to hear from you. Hit me up with a DM on Instagram. I love carrying on conversations with business owners. They light me up. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the School for Small Business podcast. That's right. I'm saying thank you because I believe so heavily in small businesses and how they are the backbone of our community. And I am so grateful that you are taking the steps to make sure that your small business is here for the long run, supporting your family and your community. And I just love it. If you found any nuggets from this episode that were helpful to you, I want to ask you a favor. I want to ask that you share them with a friend because if you found them helpful, somebody else will as well. And it's that concept of the rising tide raises all ships. So please go ahead and share with a friend, whether it's on social, maybe you're sending them an email the old school way. I don't know, you want to send a letter, but any way you want to share, I would just be eternally grateful. And as always, like, please just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I love to chat with small business owners.